Welcome to the Al Dog Hour, episode 23. Absolutely electric, incredible show planned for you today because this is probably the premier audio podcast in the game. One hour a week of pure enlightenment. Okay. So, first things first, this is season one. Um, season one finale series will take place at the end of September. I've already planned for it, and there will be a guest. You're going to have no clue who. Uh, actually, some of you probably will, but it's a very good guest. I have a three-part series planned for the end of September, and it's going to be incredible. So there's that. And then season two will begin shortly after that. Season two will be for subscribers only. So if you're listening here for the first time, become a real subscriber because last show, episode 22, was only for real subscribers, okay? Only the real ones. Um, None of the other people, we'll call them, the mids, the whatevers, the the atrocious. We just don't care. Um, We only really care about the real subscribers on this show. It's, you know, it's like five bucks a month, a gallon of gas, or you pay for one gallon of gas the entire year. I supply the flames, and we burn this motherfucker down. Let's go. Episode 23, electric. It is going to be. A lot is going on in my life, as well as yours. So what I'm going to do here is equip us for the future, to thrive, to whoop ass, and to just make the Matrix our bitch. Matrix is great. I have no complaints about the Matrix. It's all about what you can do with it because we are here. We're going to make the best of it. I don't care about, quote, society. I don't care about politics. I care about crushing. Now, there are some things I'm right about, and um, it doesn't seem like I'm right right now, but I am right. And uh, more than likely, most likely, I'm going 90% on the first thing. The second thing, I'm going 100% right. First of all, Tom Brady. I talked about last episode, and I think an episode before that, that he has recently taken uh, 11 days off before the season starts, before the NFL season starts, where he is the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Taking time off before September, especially before September 1st, is unheard of. It's unprecedented. It's never been done before. So my inclination or intuition is instincts, whatever you want to call it, tapping in is telling me that he was taking ayahuasca or some sort of thing of that. Most likely ayahuasca. That's what he was doing the 11 days he took off. And now he's back. That's my theory. I am most likely correct. We saw Aaron Rodgers pull a similar move. Aaron Rodgers, he's on this big media tour now. I do think after he retires, I know for a fact, Aaron Rodgers will be this guru. He's being prepped for his future guru role. So Aaron Rodgers, the football player, you know, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, we're just now beginning to hear of him because I think he will have a guru type, you know, Jedi type role. He'll be wearing robes in public. He'll be walking barefoot in public. He'll be saying really vague shit that he thinks is super deep. He's one of those guys. And he's probably read about five books, maybe 10 in his life. And he probably thinks he's substantially uh, well-read. Meanwhile, 
The Owl Dog is an author. Pre-order The Charter. That book's going to be incredible. I'm 70,000 words deep on my second book. We'll talk about that a bit because that is eventually my bottom line is doing an hourly podcast, selling books, and probably going to start live streaming again in January. Going off on a tangent right now, but some guy asked me, he's like, hey, why don't you bring back the Chadcast? I have to put things in place and I have to finish the second book before uh, I start live streaming again because when I do start live streaming again, most likely going to do some incredibly epic shit. So you're here on the ground floor. Um, when I do start live streaming again, I'm going to have two books done. So no matter what video content I do, I'm going to be selling books and they're classic books and they're incredible. That's what I'm doing. And I'm going to do some comedic shit um, while I'm here. I'm doing some hilarious stuff on Twitter. If you guys have seen that, that being said, we're going to move on to the second thing I'm definitely right about. And that is that Elon Musk's Twitter account is artificial intelligence. It's fascinating to me to watch him tweet out exactly what people want to hear. <laughs> like it happens every week. He'll have this super based, amazing tweet and, or maybe a few, but it's based on data collection. And then he feeds that back to the fans who think that he's traveling in space and he's returning to go on podcasts and tweet. It's all fictitious. He's an actor. So if you know that, if you have any questions about that, just hit me up. But he's definitely an actor playing a role, and I think that's going to be pivotal to know moving forward because I do believe I'm also correct on the timeline of events. I do think that ever since I you know, started talking about my theory, not really my theory that, you know, Psychedelic drugs will probably be legalized in 2024. I want no parts of that, but I think a lot of people will partake in that. But I think it'll be legal 2024. So many people reached out to me with um, evidence like, hey, did you check out this article? Like, no, I didn't. But hey, look at this. Look at that. Like backing up the timeline of events that I see happening. 2024, that happens. Um, I think we'll get banana pox before that. Banana pox, Sykes, and then potentially... Project Bluebeam, which um, I have been forecasting for a while. I do believe I am correct on that. Every week or so, I'm confirmed correct about the fact that Twitter is Neuralink. Now, Neuralink, for those of you who don't know, is this brain chip that's allegedly going to be implanted in people to increase their senses and help them uh, neurologically and things of that nature. I don't think that's a real thing. Um, because there's no need for it. Very unnatural. I don't think it would work. But I do think that Twitter is the Neuralink that connects like minds in a hive mind-like structure. You got to keep in mind, every time you're submitting something on social media, you're submitting data every single time. And it's not like, I don't think that anybody is drastically um, affecting really anything on any of these platforms we're seeing a lot of grifts, a lot of grifts that I can't even, even as the dean of Grifters University, I have a hard time wrapping my head around. And I think that's going to increase dramatically. The big time grifters are really positioning themselves for 2024. They're already thinking about it because there's media cycles and then there's election cycles. The election cycle 
is the biggest media cycle and Trump will be reelected. You know, people think I'm crazy for saying that. I think it's scripted and I think that it's already been written. And um, I do believe I'm correct about that as well in regards to predictions. So we have a lot more to talk about today. We're going to absolutely crush. We're going to equip ourselves for the future as athletes, as esoteric eternal athletes. And we're just going to continue to crush because that's what we're about on this show. Taking a short break and I'll be right back. God, did any of you guys see NASA's latest prank? They called it Artemis, and I didn't know about it until the day of the quote launch, which didn't happen because they had engine failure, but they were going to apparently go back to the moon, right? And the whole narrative was, okay, we're going to put the first black guy and the first woman on the moon. That was the whole thing. And they were hyping this up for months, um, for months and months. And so I started hearing about it sometime this week, I think, uh, during the morning. And I was like, oh my God, there is no way they're going to try to pull this off. There's no way they're going to try to live stream this. All the truthers are going to pick this apart. There's going to be hilarious memes. There's going to be cartoons. This is going to be an obnoxious comedy skit and potentially victory speeches after all of it completely just a farce, right? So I thought to myself, I'm like, damn, they got some balls if they're really going to try to pull this off. And at the last minute, they had an engine issue. Oh my God. How inconvenient. They just had an engine issue and they had reschedule Artemis. Wow. That is an elaborate joke. And it was the entire time, but I really enjoyed that. And I look forward to their future completely fake space travel missions. I enjoy their cartoons. I see them as sort of a uh, Comedy Central network over there at NASA, as well as huge merchandise salesmen. I see people wearing NASA all over the place, guys. I swear people wear NASA shirts like it's a freaking Nike logo, right? All the time. So they're a big fashion company, they're a big Comedy Central type network, and I really enjoy what they do. They got some good actors, they got some good digital animators, they don't have the best plots and scripts sometimes, but they could work on that. They could hire better comedy writers over there at NASA. Another disturbing trend I am seeing out in the wild is men wearing nail polish, young men wearing nail polish. And it's not uh, who you who you would think. I've seen two dudes out in the wild wear nail polish and they both had the same look. They both had long hair and they were jacked and they're wearing nail polish. It's a freakish look, man. It's just uncool. No, three um, out in the wild total. One guy at a coffee shop, another guy was 
um, selling coffee. He was a barista or whatever you call it. And another dude I saw on some chicks, it was her brother on her Instagram story. He was also wearing nail polish. And all three of these dudes, all of them had long hair and they're kind of like a rocker look and they're not out of shape and they wear nail polish and it's a pretty disturbing trend. I want nothing to do with it. We want nothing to do with that over at the Owl Dog Hour. That's not how we roll. So anyways, my second book, 71,000 words at the moment. It could be called Radical Ascension or perhaps Radical Dissension. I haven't really decided yet. Anyways, it takes place on the coastal region of the eastern part of the United States in the late 90s, 1997 to 2001, the book takes place. The internet is just starting to take off. Total Request Live is popping. Kid Rock is popular. Limp Bizkit is popular. So a bunch of stuff happens with my character. He, he kills some people. He joins some organizations, whatever. Very, very funny. Very hilarious. Very entertaining second book. Now, at one point in the book, he goes to Woodstock 99. And I've been thinking a lot about Woodstock 99 because I've been studying it. Because, you know, there's a huge, there's like multiple chapters in the book taking place during Woodstock 99. What a ridiculous and incredible lineup that three-day festival had. And now it ended in disaster, but the lineup consisted of Kid Rock, Limp Bizkit, Korn, DMX, Sheryl Crow, Alanis Morissette, Insane Clown Posse, um, James Brown. I'm definitely missing a bunch. Bush... Uh, another band, The Offspring, Creed was there, Red Hot Chili Peppers were there. Incredible. But I do think it was a psyop, a big one, for a few reasons. I think they really tried to build up how awesome Woodstock 69 was. And I think Woodstock 69 is completely astroturfed. I think it was made to look way bigger than what it actually was. I think there's been at least one documentary taking apart Woodstock 99. And the best book I would recommend, and a book that changed my life, to be honest with you, is a book by David McGowan. It's called uh, Scenes Inside Laurel Canyon, something like that. Just Google that. That is a book that describes how a lot of the 1960s rock stars were directly connected to military intelligence. And I'm very, very excited for a book I purchased recently. It's called Musical Truth, Volume 3 by Mark Devlin. I've read his two Musical Truth books. They're both very, very good. Um, as well as Adam Weissop's Sacrifice Music Behind the Mic. A bunch of books on the music industry, which is why I decided to satirize the charter and make it a satire, which is really manure. It's not necessarily... Sewage. The book, The Charter, it's about manure. It's about acknowledging that society is pretty much done and we need to lay down the manure in order to grow something new. Um, that's the book on the alchemical level. So definitely pre-order that on Amazon because the price is going up. It's set at $20 right now, $7 shipping. It's going to go up to like $25 in February. So order that now and you just get the best book possible shipped to you in February. And then March... I'm coming with the second book, and I'll be live streaming at this point. 
So we're we're plotting some big plays over here at the Owl Dog Hour. I'm selling Grifters University. People are buying that. And I love that because it's an incredible course. The course is fucking incredible. I show you how I got my writing shared by Joe Rogan five times. I show you how I did a podcast with Andrew Cobertate. I show you how I became a published author, how to host massive debates. You know, the Tate interviews at 21,000 views, but the debate I hosted between Nick Fuentes and Sticks Hexenhammer is at 170,000 views conservatively. I think it's really around a half million um, because I think that particular debate is, I wouldn't say censored. It's not censored, but I think, you know, I personally witnessed it be stuck at 166,000 for like two years. So that particular debate is somewhat historical in nature as well as the libertarian debate. But what I'm saying is, you know, I am kind of over the Tate thing. I'm kind of over it, man. Um, I don't really care anymore, (laughs) Um, but put yourself in my position, right? I had the best interview with the guy who is the most famous guy on the internet, right? And is a personal friend of mine. I think he's, you know, I don't really agree with his lifestyle right now. We'll see how it goes, but he's somebody I would consider a friend, but not somebody I would try to emulate, right? So it's going to be interesting to watch that. I am predicting that Jake Paul will beat this Anderson Silver guy. I'm predicting it, guys, because I don't watch UFC, but I pay attention to the narratives. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, Anderson Silva's great. I- I've seen the highlights. They're incredible. He's an incredible fighter. But I do think Jake Paul wins that bout. And I do think that we will see a Paul versus Tate matchup in the winter of 2023, early winter. That's what I'm predicting right now. So other things that I am looking forward to very much, Texas football. Texas is my team this year in college football. Week two against Alabama, I am predicting Texas to beat Alabama. And that's something that very, very few people agree with me on. There was one coach, one college football coach, every year they come out with a college football coaches poll where they rank who they think is the number one team in the nation. I think it's Texas. And one other coach agrees with me, just one coach. Uh, And I found that pretty encouraging. But anyways, what else do we got to get to today? Just some concepts. I was thinking about loyalty over truth. You know, that's an interesting thing to think about. Are you loyal to the truth or are you loyal to your tribe, to your people, to your group? I would say I'm definitely a loyalty over truth person because if I know somebody that does something I don't agree with, I'm not going to, you know, tell everybody, right? So there are other examples of that, but that's an interesting concept. Nobody cares. That's another concept I have written down here. Um, (laughs) Because like, you know, I write books and I know that nobody cares. I have to make them care and deliver an awesome product. And that's something to keep in mind. It's something that is motivating And it's a necessary realization sometimes that really nobody cares um, about what you're selling, about what you're doing for the most part, but you got to build that connection. And that's, that's just an interesting concept. The owl dog is an artist. And now a lot of people don't use this word, but I'm going to start doing it. 
And I can almost guarantee people are going to copy me because if you're in the podcasting world, which is really just disgusting, I mean, the proliferation of podcasts and all these people who think they have something to say and they just are not interesting is a true pandemic. And that is why my show is an hour a week because I say what needs to be said and that's it. I don't really talk that much in my normal life, but when I do get on the mic, it's going to be fire. Okay. For an hour a week and just crush and do what I need to do in life. I'm an author, but I also consider myself an artist. Why not? And there are other artists that I respect in this game. And eventually I will talk about who they are and why I respect them, what parts of their game that I like, guys that I do listen to. Because if you are not interesting, insightful, a good artist, I'm not going to fucking listen to you, okay? One thing I won't compete for is people's attention. You've heard people talk about, oh, it's an attention economy. I'm not going to be dancing around on fucking TikTok or anything like that. You see what I'm saying? What I am going to do is put out the best vibration I possibly can, put a lot into what I do, obsess over it, and then that vibration will come back to me. And so what's happening on the Al Dog Hour is I attract cool guys like myself, cool listeners like myself, right? Because I'm putting out a very interesting analysis of the world as a anthropologist, as a sociologist, as an orator, as an author. Pre-order the charter now. Radical Ascension or Radical Dissension, I'm not sure yet, coming in late March. That's a fact. Become a real subscriber because I'm going to tell you what I told you in the beginning of the show. Season one finale will be at the end of September. And I'm going to do shows. Some of them might be for subscribers only. Others will be for everybody, right? But at least a few are going to be for real subscribers only. Season two will be for exclusively real subscribers. It's going to be 10 episodes only for real subs. We have 17 right now. We're going to get 18, 19, 20 very soon. It could be you. And you want to do it today because you want to get prepped for season two. Don't have time for the freeloaders and the mids over here on this show because it's too good. The enlightened Illuminati, Al Dog, our esoteric athletes don't have time for scum. Okay, because we are ascending in so many different ways, athletically, intellectually. Uh, I'm sure all of you believe in God. We try to get close to God, close to nature, be in alignment with what we need to do here. Okay, so that's what we're doing. That's what's up. I had a few other concepts written down. Um, I don't think any of it is that relevant. I don't really like to do the chatty patty stuff where these podcasters, they talk about this, this podcaster, this podcast, you know what I mean? They all just talk about each other and it's all this sphere of, of influence and um, chatter essentially, because that's all it is at the end of the day. I'd rather go direct to audience and uplift and ascend us all as we build our own lives of victory. Now, I will be signing off. I really thank you for joining me. I will see you next week. Become a real subscriber. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's only going to get better. Get in on the ground floor uh, because we're going to do some hilarious things. We're going to do some interesting things. We're going to do 
some awesome shit, period. So, so guys, moving forward, I have some assignments for you. I want you to keep track of some of these narratives that I am also keeping track of. As a hive mind, with more than one mind, we are more powerful. We are more hilarious when there's more minds involved in our art, as long as it contributes to something constructive and substantial. So I want you to keep an eye on Aaron Rodgers, because I think he will be used in a big way moving forward, whether to serve his own personal agenda or to serve a bigger agenda. I want you to keep track of the psychedelic movement getting bigger and bigger and influencers, specifically fitness influencers, being used to promote that agenda. Um, I think the Burning Man Festival is coming up. The Burning Man Festival is the most embarrassing thing you could possibly attend as an adult. It's, oh my God, is it awful. And a lot of people I've noticed when they recently, when they convert to Christianity, they become very religious. They call everything demonic. (laughs) This is a situation where that is entirely appropriate because if you were to simply do a search of Burning Man on Instagram or Google, it's just awful. It's just all these adults, they call themselves adults, but they wear childlike outfits and then they dance around in the desert and they put a lot of effort into these outfits and then they come back from this concert where they were just getting high and dancing around and they pretend to be all enlightened and... um, (laughs) They just can't wait to have an amazing experience like that again because it was so genius and it was so artistic, right? So there's that. Other agendas I want you to keep track of moving forward. I think that Project Blue Beam is likely to occur between 2024 and 2033, right? Which is the completely fake alien invasion, Near where I am currently, there's going to be a UFO festival, which is insane. Why would there be a UFO festival other than to normalize the idea of a potential alien, completely fake contact? Because I don't believe in aliens. Um, I think that aliens are basically demons. And I think the best book by far on this was by an Orthodox Christian man named Seraphim Rose. He wrote Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future. And that book is about the religion of the future. And the religion of the future is science fiction. It's, um, he talks about aliens and the alien, um, I'm sorry, alien abductions didn't occur until the 1950s. Coincidentally, there were a bunch of movies about alien abductions. Now, he does think that demonic possession is real, but he does say that aliens are fake. It's fake. And I I believe that as well. I think the entire science fiction alien agenda is fake. But you can can already see what's going to happen. NASA will come up with some bullshit, some cartoons, and then the podcasters that are on psychedelic drugs, the Logan Pauls, the Rogans, the... uh, Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to have a podcast. The Aubrey Marcuses will be like, oh my God, it's amazing. Alien contact. We're so smart because we take psychedelics. We have podcasts. You know, are you fucking kidding me, man? It's all just an absurd joke. But here on the Owl Dog Hour, as anthropologists, we see these things coming a mile away. 
years in advance, six months in advance, you know what's going to happen, right? So I want you to keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on influencers, podcasters, pushing psychedelics. It's something I see all the time. It's something that I saw Logan Paul do recently as well. Um, but that's pretty much it. I think that's all we got for the Al Dog Hour, episode 23. A lot of you guys are first-time listeners. Become a subscriber and listen to every episode because I'm ahead of my time, and I'm an incredible artist, and I'm an author, and I'm a very, very fucking interesting guy. I would say I'm the most interesting guy in the world, and I say that without hesitation. I wouldn't trade my life for anybody's, and I think that... As a listener of this show, I expect you to feel the same, and I expect you to move forward as an esoteric eternal athlete and continue to crush, because that's how we do, and that's our agenda here, and I'm going to sign off. I will be back. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. I love this show, and I hope you love it too. I'll see you later.